0: Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch on ESPN Arkansas across the state, as well as on hitthatline.com every weekday morning from 6 to 9. So be sure to check that out as well. Man, oh man, what a weekend it was for Arkansas. Not in a good way, though. We're going to talk about their loss to Ole Miss, give some injury updates, talk a little bit about the atmosphere and also going forward of what we can expect from Arkansas coming up in the coming weeks. And that's going to be very pivotal. But we have to start with Arkansas and Ole Miss. Man, oh, man. You thought you had it all going, didn't you? You thought that you were really developing, you are really improving. That you thought that after that Alabama game that you were prime time ready to finally get that first SEC victory against Ole Miss in Little Rock at 6.30 on Saturday night. You thought, but you know what happened to the boy who thought. Thought he farted and crapped his pants. That's exactly what happened to Arkansas. They crapped their pants. They had a great lead there going into the late part of the game, 30-17 to 17 at one point. The Razorbacks were up, and you feel like you should finally be over these, or you were hoping at least, I should say, you were over these late-game collapses. But none of you who are listening to this podcast can tell me with pure confidence that right now, when you were watching that Arkansas game, and it was heading into the fourth quarter— and Arkansas had a two-possession lead, you felt good about it. I don't care what any of you say. There's not a single Razorback fan that felt that way. Arkansas did not score a single point in the fourth quarter. They did not score a single touchdown in the second half. They scored two field goals there in the third quarter. Offensively and defensively, collapsed. And it just feels like now you're back to square one. It all got reset. You're going back to a point to where you felt like maybe, just maybe, you could find three straight wins. Or at least reel off three straight wins against Ole Miss, Tulsa, and Vanderbilt. Because what you did against Alabama, man, oh man. If you could do that and play that well against Ole Miss, you should win the game. Sure, they have a great quarterback. Sure, they have a terrible defense. But you can do it, right? You're Arkansas. You're better. You're improving. You got to finish strong to the season. The second half of the season all comes down to that, right? Or so you thought. 33, excuse me, 37-33, Ole Miss with the victory. Now, a lot of people are trying to figure out answers to this. A lot of people are trying to figure out why. A lot of people are trying to figure out where it all went wrong but I can tell you folks that nothing's changed nothing's changed this is the same team this is the same team that lost to Colorado State in the fashion that they did this is the same team that lost to so many different opponents under the Brett Bielema era where they had leads late in the game and lost them it's the same team they're not built to come from behind, and they're not built to hold a lead. What they're built for right now is losing. That may seem harsh to some of you, but that's what they, they are built for. They are built to lose. And when you're a Razorback fan, and you accept that fate, that this is the way the team is going to be this season at least, you start to wonder what you're even looking for now. What you're even excited about. Because obviously, whatever this team is snake bitten with, whatever this team has, whether it's a lack of mental toughness or a lack of execution or whatever, you felt like now maybe with Chad Moore's coming in, he could find ways to overcome that. But he can't. And it's not his fault. It's going to take time and it's going to take players coming back in. And coming in at a rapid rate, high end players coming in at a rapid rate for Chad Morris to make this team better, to make this program better. Because right now, for whatever reason, you have a team that just can't get it done. They can't close it out. If there is a way for a team to lose a game, Arkansas is going to find a way. It doesn't matter how big of a lead they have, it doesn't matter how close they get to the end zone. It doesn't matter how good their field goal kicker has been all day. None of that matters. Because at the end of the day, it's a team that loses. Because that's what they're built for. They're built to lose. Now you're probably asking, well, this is kind of a downer of a podcast. Well, yes, it is. Because this is a downer of a season. And this was a downer of a game. You didn't make excuses, but you at least could have justified some of the games earlier in the season. You could have justified the Colorado State game as just a team that was on the road with a brand-new coach that's still trying to figure things out, and it just got the best of them. You could have justified the North Texas game in the smallest amount of saying that that team was just a much better team than you and Cole Kelly was just awful that game, and if Ty Story would have played, then maybe he could have been the guy. Maybe they could have scored more points. Maybe at least it would have been a competitive game. You could have justified that at least a little bit. You could have justified the Auburn game because playing hey, on the road against a team that's, at the time, looked like they could have competed for the SEC West title. You had some good things going, defensively especially, but you couldn't score points. If you can't score, you're not going to look good. But you still saw a few silver linings. Then you played a And then you really saw some silver linings. You only lost by a touchdown. You had a chance to score at the very end of the game to tie it and maybe even go for the victory. And that was against a and And defensively, you played great. That really, really helped you out. And you felt really strongly about going into Alabama, even though you didn't think you were going to win. But you felt like there were some good things to build on. And you showed out on some of those things, offensively especially. You were able to score 31 points against the Alabama Crimson Tide. You were able to look good doing it. To capitalize on things. Now defensively you had some problems. And you still shot yourselves in the foot. But you felt like the things that were causing you the biggest problems. Which was the problems you were inflicting on yourself. You were finding ways to overcome them. And then improve on them. Game in and game out. Still getting losses. But still improving. But this game you don't have that. You don't have it at all. I think that the injuries to Ty Story. To Dev Whaley and to Rakeem Boyd were Absolutely brutal. Crucial in this game. I think we all agree with that. But you scored 33 points. That should be good enough to win. Your defense can't be giving up 611 yards to Ole Miss. Just can't happen. Just can't happen. The defense made Jordan Tiamu look like a Heisman Trophy candidate. Can't have it. Got to put the pieces together for one full game keep players healthy keep the play calling in check play solid defensively and on special teams have a good game plan and close out strong there are certain things that this team has done but just couldn't get the timing right because they have had great game plans but there may have been something else go wrong They've had great offensive performances, or at least good offensive performances, but something else went wrong. They had good defensive performances, but something else went wrong. They had games where they didn't shoot themselves in the foot and inflict their own personal problems onto the field, but something else went wrong. But I think what we can all agree, and what we all see, is that the one constant in all of this is that even if all those things went right, the one thing they're missing is the biggest thing finishing. It's a four quarter game, it's 60 minutes. It doesn't matter how you start, it doesn't matter how you adjust, it only matters on how you finish. It's about finishing strong. This Arkansas program has not had the ability to finish strong in quite some time. They had times where they battled. But the amount of times that you could count on one... You can't even count on one hand anymore. Not even on two hands. You have to start using your feet... To count back of how many times Arkansas... Since 2012... Has had double digit leads... In the second half and has blown them. 17. 17 times this has happened. And it's almost like it's a joke. But to finish games is something that I don't know if you can just be coached to do. Just, okay, let's go on the practice field and let's learn how to finish games. I don't think it's that easy. But I think that's where it can start. And I think having the edginess and having a mentality from the coaching staff built into the culture, built into the philosophy, can translate to the players. But the problem is, is that it takes time. Time is not a friend to the University of Arkansas football program. But you know what? Maybe it needs to be. Maybe you need to find ways to be a bit more patient. Or maybe you deserve better. Or maybe it's both. But what I can tell you right now is that there's going to be times where it's going to be difficult to watch this team, especially the rest of the year. Some fans just kind of want to mail it in and work towards next year. I don't blame you but this team has got to figure out things and I don't even know of how much I can blame the coaching staff for they're not perfect they've made mistakes this year but I think this is a bigger issue than just Jimmy's and Joe's and coaching staff making good game plans it runs deep your hope is is that it's not so deep to where you can't dig yourself out of it in the coming years Hey, you know what's great about it, though, is that there were so many great games on the college football scene over the weekend. Now, a lot of you were watching them, or a lot of you couldn't watch them because of whatever you need. But let me tell you, if you need to watch the game, which you all do, you got to go with Sling TV. I use Sling TV on my personal devices, whether it's my iPhone, my iPad, my Apple TV. I'll use it for my regular cable service. Because that's what's great about it. It doesn't have to have cable service. You can use any type of streaming service you can. That most of it comes compatible with an Apple TV, Roku, whatever, and Sling can help you out. It doesn't make you pay for channels you don't want. If you just want college football, then just get college football and you can do so with Sling. Thirty dollars a month and you get ESPN, Pac twelve, SEC network and more basically any channel that matters any channel that has the great games going on you get it you can stream on your big screen as well as your favorite devices and it also gives you the tv that you love only better there's no useless channels there's no long-term contracts there's no hidden fees and you can cancel at any time that's the best part about it but here's the special offer for all you locked on listeners you get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com locked on that's sling.com S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Visit that website. Visit that link. Get signed up for the seven-day free trial. Tell me what you think. I promise you will not regret it. It's the best way to watch college football. Again, for that special offer, go to sling.com slash locked on. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm going to give uh, everybody a little bit of an injury update as well as get into the game itself and the atmosphere of what I thought uh, from Memorial Stadium. So Ty's story, according to Chad Morris today, is a wait and see. They, they have to see and uh, run a few more tests and deal with him a little more, which is pretty bad. That's crucial. That's brutal. That's horrible. Because if you're Ty's story, you know – you are the difference maker in these in this game and this offense and everything i mean you are the guy and there's really not much left behind you now dev whaley has an ankle injury they're hoping to get him back to november that's bad but rakeem boyd will be back and that's big to have him back because he's been playing so well so that'll be interesting to see how he can bounce back but i'm telling you if he can't have if ty's story cannot go against tulsa this weekend If he cannot play, you have to play Connor Nolan. You have to. Cole Kelly's not the guy. Now, people are going to come roaring at me about red shirts and nonsense. And, folks, red shirting is, I think, something that's overblown way too many times. I think it can be helpful. But when you got to do what you got to do, when you're in this situation now... You got to play them. Like, do you really want to have, try it out, Cole Kelly, who throws interceptions like they're going out of style? Just trot him out there and let him continue to sink and sink and sink? Start getting booze from the crowd again? Or do you want to actually go out there and win the game? Because I don't care who you are. I don't care what year it is. I don't care what you're building for. I don't care how bad the season has gone. I never want to see a coach not go out and try to win i never want to see a team not go out and try to win with their best players then that's what chad morris needs to do now he doesn't listen to me and i don't i hope he doesn't listen to me (laughs) i don't have uh, an idea what, what i'm talking about most of the time and i'm sure all of you will agree with that but that's neither here nor there i do believe That if Connor Nolan can play this game against Tulsa and if he's the starter, if Ty Story can't go, then that'll at least bring some energy, some nuance, something people haven't seen much of before. And maybe get you some good, solid experience for Connor Nolan against a really bad Tulsa team who only has one win on the year. That's what it needs to be. And I really, really hope that Chad Morse understands that and understands that that is not the route that they need to go by bringing in Cole Kelly. He does not need to start in this game. We've seen Cole Kelly. We've seen what he's capable of. We've seen what he can and can't do. And there's a lot of things that he can't do. I'm not trying to be too harsh on the kid, but he's not the guy. You need to move on. You need to have somebody that can give you a puncher's chance. And I would rather put it in the hands of a true freshman that is raw enough and athletic enough to maybe make a play then put it in the hands of someone who's proven over and over and over again that they can't get it done. They can't do it. That's the route I want to see them go. I want to see Connor Noland. It's either Ty Story or Connor Noland. Cole Kelly, you can bring him in on some of those you know, low yardage situations, third and one, third and two, fourth and one, whatever. I'm fine with that. I'm fine at least having the threat of Cole Kelly, but when it comes to being your go-to guy, the guy that you roll with, he does not need to be it. He's not the answer. So that's really the most disappointing thing, I think, in this all of this, is that Ty Story, who's played so well and is such a tough kid, unfortunately for him, he was almost too tough. Took the hits, the unnecessary hits, especially there where he got hurt, and it ended up costing him in a major way. So you hope he's okay. You hope it's not that big of a deal. But still, that's something that's uh, that's pretty big. So I'm I'm hoping that if Ty Story can come back and you got Raheem Boyd, then maybe you can get some some momentum back and you'll beat at least Tulsa this weekend. I mean, good grief! You're hoping you can at least do that. This game's an 11 a.m. kickoff. I mean, talk, Arkansas is actually favored in this game. Tulsa is one in five on the season. They are barely uh, having enough players to field a team. And if you want to know what their schedules look like, they, their only game at the very beginning of the season. Wow, how similar it is to Arkansas. They beat UCA, Central Arkansas. How about that? Then they went to Texas and lost only by seven. And then they played Arkansas State and lost by nine. And they played Temple in loss 31-17. And then Houston 41-26. And then South Florida 25-24. So even in their losses, they've been close for the most part. One of them being against Texas, which is really saying something. But they're not a good team. They're not a good team at all. And you're really hoping that this is not going to hit you in even a more embarrassing fiasco. You're already pretty embarrassed. But Tulsa, you got to win this one. You have to win this one. And the only way that you're going to be able to guarantee that or at least feel confident about it is if you play Ty Story or you go with Connor Nolan. Cole Kelly's not the guy. Moving on. Next man up. He doesn't need to be the guy. So hopefully Chad Morris hears that, understands that. He even said in his press conference that uh, if Ty Story does not go, then he will play a freshman. Now that doesn't mean he'll play the entire game. Doesn't mean he'll start or anything like that. But at least gives the option there. So... We can at least see that, but they got more problems than they know what to deal with, and so that may be a problem later down the road. But you got to go with your best man, and Cole Kelly's just night it. Listen, we all love a night out. Whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team, we all enjoy it. When with Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, the show, the sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for all tickets and for all the live events that you want to go to. And you can sort the price and look for the seats and section and row of your choice. I'm going to a few concerts here in the summertime because that's when it actually slows down for me. And I did it through Vivid Seats because they have this great offer. Get this. You listeners, I'm giving you an exclusive promo code For new customers where you can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. All you do is you go to the App Store or Google Play and you download the Vivid Seats app. Then you use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off $200 or more of those orders as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. we right, moving on to the final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. People have been asking me and trying to talk trash to me about the war memorial deal and how I felt about the fact that the crowd, hey, look, they showed up and all this stuff and people were tweeting at me about it. Listen, I've said it a million times, but I don't think people understand me. I don't. Don't have a problem with the crowd numbers or anything that added to it. But it will, it comes down to logistics when it comes to War Memorial and finances. All right. But I'll give credit where credit is due to the fans down there in the terrible weather, the cold, blistering, wet weather down there that they came into the game. They showed up in the stands and they brought some energy. 100% giving credit. Now, you still didn't have a play clock that worked the whole time. You still ran out of concession stands, food and drink. You still had some problems there of getting getting into the door with the new security procedures. You still had problems. And that turf, I'm not going to be the one that's saying blaming the turf for injuries or anything. But oh my gosh, that turf was terrible. It was in terrible condition. You could see the, what all the things they had used. It looked like a soccer field out there with the amount of old turf that it was. Even the commentators mentioned that a little bit. So there were still issues. But when it comes to the crowd that was there at War Memorial Stadium, I'm giving you full credit. Congratulations. Nice job. Keep it up. But it still doesn't change anything. And it still doesn't change my mind. I don't. And I I never said that Little Rock doesn't deserve a game. And so because people were asking that, why do you feel like we don't deserve it? It's not that at all, folks. It's not. It's not at all. It's just for the amount of money and time and effort that is getting put into from the University of Arkansas to make that game happen. You got to bring something. The facility is not good. The revenue is not good, or at least not as good as you'd like it to be. You got to bring something to it. And you brought an atmosphere. Good. That's awesome. See if you can do it all the time. See if you can do it against Missouri next season. I want to see more of that. But still didn't change my mind. Sorry. But kudos to all of you that showed up to that game. Because if it wasn't for me being in the press box, who knows? I may have not even shown up. But that's neither here nor there. Story for another time. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razor X podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. We're also on Spotify. So be sure to check that out as well. You can also tweet at me any questions, comments, concerns that you may have at Rush John Neighbors. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great night, everybody. We will see you then.